James isn't here this morning, um, so he asked me to talk. Um, do you guys remember? Uh, do, do, do any of you remember me from last from October? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, let's pray and then uh, then we'll get started. Lord, thank you so much for for righteousness. Thank you for making a new creation that we are. Who who is like you? God, that you, you have made what is impossible for man possible. You have done it. It's awesome. Lord, I pray that today you would help us see what you're like and, that, and how you work in our lives, how you, how you make all things work together for good. And pray that we would see that and trust you so that it would cause us to trust you even more. Thank you, God. Thank you for being awesome. <laughs> Jesus' name, amen. Um, so, what I'm going to do, we just moved here last uh, Saturday, <laughs> and I had two people ask me this week, so what brought, you, what brought you to Orlando? And I hadn't heard that question yet, uh, so I kind of laughed when I started answering it. Because usually, you know, the answer is, well, you know, we have uh, family here, or there's a job transfer. There's usually some good, logical, practical reasons why you move halfway across the country. Um, well, we don't really have any practical reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, we moved here to uh, because, really, just because, you know, the real gospel was being proclaimed and taught here and people are receiving it and everything so that's that's pretty much why we moved here <laughs> which is a little strange to verbalize that to someone when they ask you and they're looking for a, re- a regular normal answer and you don't have one but it's cool you know because when you're talking about things with your wife and you're thinking about what you want to do and and you, you know you're planning things you just kind of talk and you know share you know kind of you know, you're just talking about what you what you want to do with life and your desires and things, and and things like moving don't seem crazy. But then when somebody asks you a question and they expect a normal answer, then you realize that it's a little bit crazy, a little drastic. <laughs> um, so what I want to do is I'm just gonna I'm not gonna really teach or anything. I, I just kind of want to maybe share a little bit of our story, how we got here, and hopefully, um, I'm really just gonna kind of be talking about myself, but. Hopefully through that, there's some cool things that I hope you can see how God has worked in our lives and then be encouraged and reminded um, that he's working in all of our lives. Um, and uh, so anyways, uh, that, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, um, gum. gum? Oh, I should take out my gum? Okay. <laughs> that's, my, that's my wife, Jody, right back there. <laughs> <laughs> Take out the gum. Okay. Um, okay, so October of last year, we were here. So I'm going to kind of like maybe do like a five minute little recap of how we got to October in telling you the story here. There's some cool things that I want you to hear and get, um, but I'm going to get through some details just so you can kind of get the full story. Okay? All right, so. Um, uh, uh, 
I came to hear about James Barron and this class and his teaching here um, through a friend of mine that I reconnected with over the internet back in 2002, sort of by chance. Uh, he, uh, his name is John Cookman, uh, like my best fr- uh, a best friend of mine in college. Uh, and he kind of turned me on to this, this finished work stuff and, and grace and, and all this and uh, said, there's this guy that I got to send you his tapes named James Barron. These these tapes. He's this attorney in Florida. He has a really great way of articulating all this stuff. I got to send you the tapes. Well, I never got the tapes. And I, I didn't hear James until uh, August of 2010. I went to Dallas where my friend John lives uh, to work on a project and while I was at his house he said hey remember that guy I told you about the attorney blah 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 well the tapes and all that well he has this website now you can just go there and listen to it so we we uh we went to James to the podcast to the website and um it's funny because John was like, hey, we got to find a good one. we got to find a good one to listen to. So he was going through and looking at the titles. He's like, yeah, there's this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. What men call balance, God calls mixture. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. We're going to look at that one. So, uh, so we started with that one. Anyways, um, so that's kind of how I heard about the class and, um, and, and James. And uh, while I was there uh, in Dallas... Um, my wife had, in like her prayer time or whatever, kind of had this impression and wrote down in her journal um, that she felt like she heard, you know, the, the Lord saying, um, "I'm going to send you James." Okay, this is while I was in Texas and everything. And uh, well, my grandpa's name is James. James T. Lee is his name. So my wife thought, well, okay, that's that's going to be a me somehow, Grandpa, you know. I don't know, but somehow Grandpa is going to come to us, or we're going to dream. Grandpa's going to, we're going to, Grandpa's going to talk to us or something. I don't know. James, that's the only James that you know we really knew or knew of or were close with at the time. So I get back uh, to Nashville, and I, you know, tell Jody, "Oh wow, man, we finally got to listen to the tapes and this guy James Barron. You got to listen to this stuff." And she's like, "Oh, hmm, okay." So, so there's that. Um. Uh. So. So, fast forward then to, uh, I, I, we started listening you know, to James' stuff, and I, I, I emailed James, and I write him this thing, and we start corresponding over email, and uh, so then the grandparents uh, last year want to take the kids to Disney, the grandchildren to Disney, so we're like, perfect, we'll go to Disney, we'll go check out Grace Church, awesome, awesome, all around, right? So that's how I got here last October, um, and James asked me to talk in the class. Uh, so, am I forgetting something? Okay. Um, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. What am I, what am I forgetting? Um, okay, so, so, oh yeah, I know what I'm forgetting. Okay, so I wanted to tell you guys, um, uh, after we're here in October, and I, I talked in the class, and we go to church, I just have to tell you that being here was such an encouragement to us. Like, you know, you hear about what's happening, and you, you, uh, you know, I'm listening to James's tapes, I'm listening to, you know, Clark's um, podcast, the church's podcast, and you're hearing about the message, and you're hearing about the real gospel, and it's all awesome, but... <laughs> 
we hadn't really experienced it yet, like with people who are also contemplating it and meditating it and basking in it, receiving it and wanting more of it and really relishing it. We haven't experienced that with, with anybody else yet. You guys were the first ones. And so it was awesome just to, we felt so, there was such a love and acceptance that was in this room just looking at your faces and looking in your eyes when we were here in October. Not now. It's not. I'm not getting it now. No, no, but <laughs> b- back in October. I'm kidding. He just, that guy right there just went. <laughs> he really said that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there was this awesome acceptance and thing. just looking at you guys. There was just something, I don't know, something that we picked up and it's like, you know, it was just really, it's just the kind of the manifestation, I think, of, of what is being received here. When we experienced it, we saw it, um, you know, as coming from an outsider and then being here all of a sudden. It, it was really real. It, it, we saw it. Um, and that was really cool. So I wanted to say that to encourage you guys that, you know, it's, it's really real. Um, all right, so... We get back to Nashville after the uh, after um, after being here, and on the way on the way back, and and once we get there, we're, we're, we we really solidify to ourselves. Okay, that's where we want to be. We we want to be in Orlando. We we want to be there. There's really something there that's happening. You know, we want to be there. Uh, we said that to ourselves. In fact, we were sitting at one of our favorite places to eat, Cadoba, in Nashville, and we were saying, Yeah, we want to be there, and. Uh, I think there's something about that when you when you kind of verbalize something, you know, that maybe the Lord's put on your heart and the Spirit is saying to you, and then you verbalize it, and you're in agreement with somebody else. I, I don't I don't have uh, scripture verses and and, and, a, and a big point, uh, uh, you know, about that. But I just feel like there's something about that when we do that. Um, and uh, so, anyways, okay. So then we're like, okay, well, so then how do we get there? We, we don't know how to get there. Uh, we don't know, but that's where we want to be. Um, and so, um, uh, we don't know how to get here. And, um, well, do we, you know, do we sell our house? Do we, you know, what do we do? We were, we were upside down on our house. We didn't think we could get out of it without, without being in bad shape. And uh, so, there was just this big question of what do we do? Um, I, you know, for the last couple of years, I, I felt like Nashville is kind of dead to me. <laughs> Isn't that from a movie somewhere? He's dead to me or whatever. But, you know, Nashville just, uh, I, it just wasn't the place for us anymore. But how do we get to the next step? So, um, uh, so fast forward to January then. Um, <laughs> we get bad news. Uh, um, the answer to our house question was answered, and we were being foreclosed on. We filed Chapter 7, and uh, so that was the answer to that. <laughs> How do we get here? Uh, well, here's one way. So... Then we started dealing with okay, you know, how do we how do we walk through this? And there was a, a, a day or a two day period where I felt like okay, well, we're just going to move. Let's just we're just go to Orlando. We're just moving to Orlando. That's where we want to be. We're going. 
That's it. Well, the attorney that was working with us at the time said, no, 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 you need to, don't do that. Uh, if you can hang out somewhere else closer, do that until this all is wrapped up through the, you know, uh, uh, the bankruptcy and all that is finalized and just don't go to Florida quite yet. Okay, so we went to St. Louis. That's where my parents live. My parents live in St. Louis. So, moved in with mom and dad. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, but, uh, so then started the process of also, okay, well, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I'm, I'm moving to Nashville. I'd been in the, in the music business since, you know, full-time since 2002. Uh, that's what I've been doing. What am I going to do now? All these questions started, um, started there in St. Louis. I've I got to figure out, what, what am I going to do, you know, for the rest of my life? I, and then the pressure started also of, you know, uh, man, you, you know, you... you you really kind of screwed up, you know. Uh, you really can't screw up anymore, you know. You really got one chance. One screw up is enough. You can't screw up anymore, especially when it comes to careers. You know, I mean, you can't just keep changing careers. So you got to pick one that's going to work this time, buddy. Um, you know, those kind of doubts, you know, start playing in, in your head. And um, so there were lots of things that I was, um, wow, it's already 10 o'clock. Um, there were lots of things I was considering, you know, Maybe I'm going to go back and uh, get my master's in theology and make this finished work and grace thing like my livelihood somehow. I don't know. God would have to work that one out. Maybe I'm going to go into occupational therapy. Maybe, maybe I'll get my master's in music technology and I could teach at the college level, teach music production, audio production, all that stuff, whatever. Just trying to figure it out. Um, so that was a kind of a crazy-ish, lots of doubts, uh, I, I've always been one, I guess it's sort of a thing with artistic people, you know, I've always been one that's given to depression and, and that kinds of things, and so there all was again, a nice big six-week depression, yes, don't get out of bed, kind of thing. Um, well, um, uh, God working all things together for good, uh, brought me a friend <laughs> in St. Louis. Uh, pretty much all I was doing in St. Louis for, uh, for a time was sleeping, and then I just had this drive to like research church history and like research spiritual things, and like kind of, I just, I call it studying, even though I'm doing a lot of it on Google. I know, it doesn't seem right. Ten years ago, that would have been like, well, you can't find any good thing on Google. But there's good stuff out there now. I know, it's crazy. But, um, so that's like what, you know, pretty much all I was doing. Well, I, re- I, I made this friend on this Christian f- um, discussion forum. I know, I know. Just, just hang on. Um, <laughs> I know, it's, I know. It's a Christian discussion forum. I know, it's okay. So him and I found ourselves on the same side of a discussion uh, regarding um, like sinless perfectionism is like the way to, you know, sonship. That's how you become a, a son of God through this perfectionism in our behavior, you know. Um, so him and I, we, we found ourselves on the same side of this discussion, uh, debate, argument, whatever, discussion. Um, so um, come to find out, he just lives 15 minutes down the road from me in St. Louis, okay? 
He's the, he was a moderator on this, on this forum, and he just lived right down the road. So we kind of struck up this relationship, you know, just through messaging on this, on this, on this website. And uh, so sooner or later, I'm like, dude, you know, we got to get together. So we get together, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Um, we, we hook up, uh, and um, he, uh, he likes to play golf. Well, I, I played golf back in my college days. I worked at a golf course and stuff. And um, so, so he gets me out playing golf, and we start playing golf. And, and this sort of gets me out of bed, and, and it gets me into some sunshine. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm playing golf. Hey, maybe life's not so bad, you know, and all this stuff. Now, keep in mind, this whole time, I'm holding in the back of my mind that, you know, Orlando... Grace Church in Longwood. That's where we really want to be, you know. It's just, how do you get there? How do we get there still? There's those, you know, there's doubts and things. Um, We shouldn't have doubts, but we do. We do. It's just just part of being in this brain. We have doubts. Um, So anyways, the whole time, that's still in the back of my mind. Got to get to Orlando. So, um, make this friend, start playing golf, get out in the sunshine. That kind of gets things going. Uh, the dude is uh, the friend I made. I don't want to tell you his name yet. Um, just a real cool guy, just real laid back, encouraging guy who gets the finished work, gets grace, all right down the road, 15 minutes from me. I, it's just crazy. Um, so that really was a catalyst in helping me make some decisions and 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 getting us here. Um, so. The night before we were packing up to, uh, to leave, um, I see this booklet that's downstairs um, in my mom and dad's basement. And it's this, a compilation of these writings um, from my grandpa Lee, James T. Lee. And uh, he used to write for this little publication called The Circuit Rider. And it was from Morgantown, West Virginia. Just this little Christian thing, this old Christian magazine. Um, it was just a local thing, I think, real small. Anyways, this booklet is there, this compilation of all these articles that he wrote for this magazine. So I, I like, oh man, I remember my mom telling me about this. I'm going to pick that up and look at it. So I opened it up and I, I started looking at it. <laughs> now, I want to read you some things, just some things that impressed me uh, about about this stuff that my grandpa wrote. So I, I just read through like the first six articles. They're really short. He kind of just combines scripture verses and sort of ties them together really quickly in his own words. It's just kind of just a quick, like encouraging, exhorting kind of thing um, that, that he was writing. It's not highly apologetic or theological or, or really in-depth at all. It's just real simple kind of encouraging things. Um, so I, I want to read... A few that uh, I want to read some that that hit me. The whole theme of the first six articles were uh, were he titled "Our Divine Relationship." So I'm just going to read through this. There's like a a bunch here. Um, Being sons of God and becoming like God's Son, Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, God's Word, and the Holy Spirit. The truth and the fulfilling of these thoughts, plus God's sovereignty in them, are revealed in part through the following scriptures. And this is what he does. He kind of just throws a bunch of scriptures 
together and kind of ties it up with an encouraging thought. Okay? So, here are the scriptures. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. For as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born of God. For from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him should become like his son, so that his son would be the first with many brothers. He called us to come to him, and when we came, he filled us with Christ's goodness and promised us his glory. Also, he has granted to us his great promises, that through these you may become partakers of his divine nature. And as many as are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. You have received the Spirit, producing sonship. You have received the Spirit, producing sonship. The Spirit himself uh, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit pleads for God's own people in God's own way. Also, Christ intercedes for us. Yes, friend, you too can be a son of God, becoming like God's son. This is done as you, by faith, receive Christ as your own personal Savior. Now, as you... Therefore, receive Christ, Jesus the Lord, so you walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath, which God hath beforehand prepared, that we should walk in them. Or as James liked to say, that we should merely walk in them. Um, uh, Ephesians 2.10. Uh, finally, we are admonished, uh, run, the race, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yes, this is our divine relationship. God in us and we in him. Salvation. God in us and we in him. Salvation. And what a relationship. Only those who have tasted really know how good the Lord is. Our divine relationship. All things are yours. You are Christ's and Christ is God's. This is made possible by the fact that God works all things after the counsel of his own will. So sovereignly great and wise is our God that we should be to the praise of his glory. We are also told in Romans 8.28 that these, all, that these all things are working together for our good. 1 Corinthians 3.9 says that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it yet entered into the heart of man the things God hath prepared for those who love him. Our God is so thoughtful, good, and gives abundantly. Further, verse 12 states, We have received the Spirit of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us by him. So gracious is he. Romans 8.32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. This includes you too, unsaved friend. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Receive Christ that you too may realize this. <laughs> the, uh, okay, this is the last one. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 15.57, 2 Corinthians 2.14, Romans 5.17, and Romans 8.37 tells us, God giveth us, the, some of this is like King James, so you have the giveth and stuff. God giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God always causeth, causeth us to triumph in Christ. They which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by Christ. And we are more than conquerors through him. Just think, God, through Christ, gives us the victory, always causes us to triumph, enables us to reign in this life, and even makes us more than conquerors. Additional encouraging words and ways of overcoming follow. And they, Christians, overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and their testimony. 
Children, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This victory plus more of God's grace toward us are expressed also in Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant is reproduced. <laughs> this, this is that which I impart to them as their justification, saith the Lord. Yes, friend, God's love for us spells a life of victory evermore. Believe in and receive Jesus that this may be so for you too. <laughs> Now, this is 1978 that he wrote this, okay? I love this last one, that for him, it was just simply, friend, believe in and receive Jesus, that this may be true for you. So simple. What is the this? Receive Jesus, that this may be true for you also. This, peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition, is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant, Christ, is reproduced. It's just reproduced, he's saying. He's, there's, no, there's no bunch of hoops we've got to jump through and all that stuff. It's just reproduced in us. Because, because <laughs> this is that which I, God speaking, this is that which I impart to them as their justification, saith the Lord. <laughs> So, this is 1978, and I'm picking this up. The night before we start to unpack, or the night before we start to pack, to move here, I pick this up, and I'm starting to, I'm reading all of these scripture verses, you are partakers of the divine nature. All these things that James, like James's favorite scriptures, are right here. And, and so, that just blew me away. Here's James T. Lee. My grandpa, writing this stuff in 1978, and I'm picking it up the night before, it just felt like, hello, confirmation, you're doing the right thing, buddy, good job. Um, so, um, and you know, you need those kind of things. So, so uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm just blown away by, by reading this, and I'm starting to put things together. Now you'll see in the next few minutes, I'm a little bit slow. Um, uh, my friend... The friend that I made in St. Louis, um, the one that got me out of bed, got me playing golf, introduced me to the sunshine again, um, that I met on the Christian forum. You know, hold that in your head. Now, remember, back in October, we said, we want to be in Orlando. That's really where we want to be. We go through all this mess and all this stuff, trying to figure it out. But that's where we, that's where we really want to be. You know, God hears that kind of stuff. Of course, he, I think, kind of puts it in us. And... So God knew we were going to be in St. Louis. He had all that covered. And while we're in St. Louis, he just was going to bring me a friend just to remind me, just to remind me what I said back in October. Um, My friend's name in St. Louis (laughs) is James Barry. The dude's name is James Barry. That's craziness. That's craziness. Man, that's craziness. It just blew me away when I'm sitting there. I'm reading, you know, my grandpa's pamphlet, James T. Lee, who's got all of James Barron's favorite scriptures in his first six articles there in, in this pamphlet. 
and I, and and I'm hanging out with James Barry as God's like going, just in case, you know, he, you know, this, this dude gets a little forgetful. He gets a little doubtful sometimes, you know, we got to do something, you know, to kind of remind him, keep him, keep him focused a little bit. I know. Let's send him a James Barry. That'll, that'll remind him. <laughs> really? Really? So I feel like, man, the, like the next level above that is like Samuel, Samuel, go to Orlando, Florida. Really? That just blew me away. So, so I, I hope that all of that is an encouragement to you to, to see that, I don't know, God cares about us, you know? He really does. Um, and what, whatever, whatever's happening in our lives, crazy stuff can go on you know he still cares about us and and even when we can't see it and it doesn't make sense um, we can trust him we can trust him Um, all right I have a little bit of time left I if if you're hearing this and, and and you're feeling like oh man well you know I don't I don't have anything like that you know um, life really sucks for me right now and I, I don't really, I don't really have anything like that going on I, I really I don't know I want to read you something and I want you to listen to a song um, there's this group called Sixpence None the Richer um, and there's this songwriter named Matt Slocum who is part of that group just awesome wrote this song called Dizzy. Um, I want to read you the lyrics. The, the, the name of the album is called Divine Discontent. And this song kind of, for me, kind of brings that title of that record together. Um, the name of the song is Dizzy from the album Divine Discontent. Um, the song is, is a 6-8 kind of waltz kind of um, Kind of, kind of a song, and and they say that six eight um, meter of three is sort of like the the, the time signature of heaven. Um, it's very danceable, a waltz. Everyone knows that. Um, so that's the the musical context of the song. Um, the lyrics and the vocal part of the song is is the discontent part, um, and then the really the dramatic part of the song is near the end where just the music takes over. That's the divine part where the music just kind of takes over. Um, I want to read you the discontent part in the lyrics here. Um, This is the discontent part. I'm like Thomas doubting, fingers routing the scars of your wrists and sides. Touching flesh will make my mind believe. But I want to be like David, throwing his clothes to the wind to dance a jig and be, and be remade by your cleansing again. This is the course. I give you myself. It's all that I have. Broken and frail, I'm clay in your hands. And I'm spinning unconcealed, dizzy on this wheel for you, my love. Dizzy on this wheel. We're spinning around on this planet. And sometimes, man... You know, we go through it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Last verse. I'm like Peter crying. Crowing is burning my ears. 
still you come near. You take my hand and place in my palm an eternal chance. I give you myself. It's all that I have, broken and frail. I'm clay in your hands, and I'm spinning unconcealed, dizzy on this wheel for you, my love. And then the song kind of goes into this musical section, and I was listening to the song back when we were traveling for Christmas. We were driving on the highway, and I was listening to the song, and it's one of those things, I've listened to this album hundreds of times, one of my favorites, um, but I hadn't listened to it in a long time. You know how sometimes you don't listen to something for a while, it all hits you again, like maybe you go through things in between, and then you listen to something and it hits you again, and it really hit me again, <laughs> this song did. And I just got this picture of like, you know, it's a waltz. The song is a waltz. I think the word dance is in the lyrics. So I got this picture of, you know, um, uh, I got this picture of me like this vagabond, <laughs> this vagabond doubter who walks into this new city um, and uh, just floating from town to town and he hears about some wedding some, the, the big shot, the king of the city is having this wedding. Um, so this vagabond reluctantly shows up at the wedding and hears his name called uh, as the groom is going to have his first dance or something. And, um, and the dramatic part of the song is this, just this great music that happens, the divine part of the song. And I just felt like Christ, the groom, is, is going, yeah, just, just take my hand. Just take me in. It's okay. I, I know you got dirty clothes and all that. I know you're not dressed for the wedding and, and all that stuff. It, it doesn't matter. I, I got you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Um, just, just, I, I'm a good, I'm a good dancer. Just, just come on. And he kind of just gently but firmly just kind of takes us and, and then we spin with him. You know, we sort of get dizzy with him in this dance. Um, so, if you're thinking, you know, well, that, that stuff doesn't happen in my life because I'm going through it right now, listen to this song. Listen to this song. Um, and it will encourage you and, and, and help you see uh, just how much the Father and the Son can just swoop us up and they've got it. They're in control. It's okay. <laughs> um, anyways, listen to the song when you go home in your quiet time or when you want to meditate or contemplate or whatever. It's really cool. It's really cool. Anyways, that's it. Um, Lord, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for righteousness again. <laughs> Lord, thank you that you... You care for us. You care for us. Thank you, Father. You are a good God. You are a good God that cares for us. Amen.